0: yep what's good everyone welcome to another episode of 50 shades of play i'm your host dita dom and i'm here alongside my beautiful wife
1: the missus
0: it's finally over with memorial weekend
1: yeah how was your weekend
0: it was fun it was very fun i i definitely turned up with that versus uh clash with beanie man and bum Killer.
1: yeah that you turned up so much that you knocked our Thermostat off the wall, but yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, all things you know, are. I'm a, I'm a Caribbean
0: kid, so what? What do you expect? What do you expect? So <laughs>
1: we didn't cook out, though. I'm very, very sad about worry. that. Don't worry, we're gonna cook out
0: <laughs> during the week. This week, we're gonna cook out this weekend. We're gonna, we're gonna make it happen. I'm
1: like something is missing.
0: <laughs> but we are definitely um, excited for this episode today because this is gonna be a fun one.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this one as well. This
0: is a fun one, and there's a few people that's been asking us about this, a few people that's asked questions about the topic and trying to understand what it is, and I thought we would do a disservice not to talk about it early on, so yeah. here, we go. here we go. So today's Fifty Shades tip of the week actually is going to go alongside the the subject matter for the entire episode, and that is... BDSM.
1: BDSM. So
0: we're we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it a different way. So I I I definitely want to be on the educational side with a lot of things, but let's get some fun before we get into the education side. Okay. So of course I want to do um a history of BDSM and stuff like that, but BDSM is so exhausting because it's so much that falls under the umbrella. It's it's I'm an sure. overarching term. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so. Let's start out with the fun and then we come back on another episode and go through the history of BDSM, where it started, how it came about throughout the centuries, um, and how it got its name to what it is now Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But today, Fifty Shades Tip of the Week is to learn your kink. And the cool thing about learning your kink is there's a test that you can go online and take to determine... What it is that you actually like like, sexually. Now, this may sound like taboo. And some people may think, oh, I'm not into this. I'm not into that. But you will be surprised what you're into. Once you take the test, you will be very surprised.
1: The crazy thing is when we took the test, it made me realize other areas in my life. Like, oh, that goes alongside with that. Right, Um. So it kind of like speaks to your personality as well.
0: Your sexual personality.
1: Sexual and personality. And, and personality. Personal, yeah. in, in general.
0: With mine is actually pretty interesting because with my my results, it shows a lot about me and who I am and how I act. Yeah. And how absolutely. I am on a daily basis. And absolutely. you when we got the results, she was like, Yeah, I'm not That's, surprised at yeah, all. Absolutely. So um the, the website is called bdsmtest.org. The really cool thing about And the
1: sorry the link will be in the bio. The it will, so will definitely be in the it.
0: description for this episode, most definitely, because we want everybody to have the opportunity to take these tests and understand what it is that they themselves um are into. So bdsmtest.org I'm not getting any promo money for this or anything. (laughs) This is just something for the fun of it because we know what we like. And the reason we know what we like is because we actually took the test to identify what it is that we're like and put ourselves in a position where we can learn more about what it is that we are interested in most so we can start acting out on our sexual fantasies, our sexual interests, and things of that nature together. So bdsmtest.org. I'm going to say it again, bdsmtest.org. Go there, take the test, learn about yourself. And explore. This is this is the this is what's fun is in your relationship or and in your personal life.
1: On there, it shows you, of course, what what you like or or what your BDSM trait is. But it also shows you what you definitely don't like. Most
0: definitely. So it's very I got a few interesting. Of that, uh, a bunch and then that in real, I'm like we like,
1: we we'll, we'll read those. Like it's like some of mine says zero percent, one percent. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, hell no, I'm not doing <laughs> right. that.
0: <laughs> right, right, all right. So um 50 shade tip of the week is learn your kink and you're gonna do that this week on bdsmtest.org so once you get on the site you're gonna take a little bit of a test so it's very simple this is all you got to do go onto the website you're gonna click on start new bdsm test and then of course you're gonna do start the test anonymously it's gonna ask if you're a robot and things of that nature once you get through that Then it's going to start the verification process. It's going to ask you a few simple things like um, your gender, your age range, your sexual orientation, um, and the type of test that you want to take. This is very imperative. Do the uh, the option that says I prefer the maximum accuracy from the longer test with the more questions. Yes. The reason being is you could get a more accurate reading because it does break down a lot. The test is not so exhausting where you're sitting down for an hour trying to not take
1: it. taking the SAT. It, yeah, it's ACT nothing that anything. crazy.
0: Um, and then the scope show all questions, so it's. It's definitely going to be an interesting thing once you get through it. So go ahead and jump on the website and you'll, you're will you doing basically a absolutely disagree to neutral or no opinion to absolutely agree type of test. You're just clicking on the bubbles, going down that list, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to answer the questions very simply. It gives you a progress bar and everything.
1: Um, I did want to say if you guys have any questions about what you find, your results and what you find out. Please feel free to email us and you know maybe we'll up. be able to answer some of those questions. Fifty shadesofplay
0: at yeah. gmail.com. Shades is spelled with the Z on the end of shades. So definitely hit us up fifty shadesofplay at gmail.com. We will be glad to uh, answer any questions or even, you know, help out with just definitions or resources that you can um, attain to help you in your own personal journey. Yes. So the dope thing about what we're doing today. In our Fifty Shades Tip of the Week of Learning Your Kink and the subject of BDSM and knowing what it is about you that's kinky and identifying those things for yourself and exploring with it, mm-hmm. we're actually going to read our results are that we did. So um, this should be fun because not many people are willing to talk about the things that they're, they're into, into. yeah. But we don't give a fuck. Right. Like, we want y'all to be able to understand like... There it's are okay other people out here. Okay, to be into what you you're yes, into. Yes, be into whatever okay. you're into. Most definitely, you can't be out here making, sh- acting like there's no way that people would accept you because you like this or you like that. Like whatever you want, do whatever you want. Because your sex if-
1: life is more popping than theirs.
0: Exactly, and this is this is your decision for your household or for your own personal life. Do what you want and enjoy it to the fullest that you can. Now, if you're Messing with animals or kids? <laughs> Disclaimer animal or kids. That's what I'm gonna judge you. But other than that, let's get to it. So, there are a ton of different categories that fall on the test. The cool thing about the website is it gives you a breakdown of everything that there is, definition wise and examples and things of that nature mm-hmm. for each of the different categories. So, the first thing I wanna do is just give you a definition of what BDSM stands for and the meaning behind it. And this is as quoted from the BDSMtest.org website. So BDSM is an umbrella term for a variety of often erotic practices or role-playing. It is an acronym representing three components. BD, which stands for bondage and discipline, playing with physical restraints, training, punishment, and etc., DS is for dominance and submission, so playing with obedience, power exchange, service, humility, and etc. And then the SM is standing for sadism and masochism, playing with pain, degradation, fear, and etc. So more often than not, other deviant sexual practices are also considered to be part of uh, BDSM. BDSM is a consensual activity Respecting the fundamental rights of every human being involved. This separates it from sexual and domestic abuse. The reason why it is so important to read that last paragraph is the fact that when you're engaging in BDSM, it is consensual. If it's not consensual, then it is some type of abuse or rape. So I want to make sure that there is a clear, very clear depiction of what that is.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So. Um, and if you
1: feel if you feel unsafe um while you're in your sexual activities with BDSM um you should always have some type of safe, safe word or most something definitely. um because I would hate for you guys to explore your um your sexual liberation <laughs> mm-hmm. um and in the long term, you get hurt by it. That's, exactly. that's not what this is for. It's for everyone to enjoy their sexual preferences.
0: Exactly. So before we even get to the results, you touched on something very important, safe words. Mm-hmm. So before we even talk about BDSM and all these different areas of it, safe words are extremely important. Absolutely. So anytime you're about to engage in some type of activity, sexual activity, where there could be limits pushed. There are a few things that you need to do. You need to set what your limits are. Yes. There are some people that can only take so much when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. You don't want to put anybody in a position where your sexual experience can become traumatizing. Right. And you set your limits and you organize them by way of safe words. So in an instance where we're partaking in a sexual activity, let's say we're doing the, the stoplight. Because a lot of people use stoplights, so yeah. red, yellow, green. Yeah. So you use the colors because it's something that can easily be thought of, easily said, mm-hmm. and everybody knows stoplight green go, yellow wait, red stop. Right. So you can always put yourself in a position where you're saying, "Okay, I like what's happening, green." Mm-hmm. Or if the person that you're playing with and or is if the person that you're playing with is doing something and they're asking you, "Would you like me to continue?" You can give the you could give the word green you can say continue just verbally yes it's all consensual now in a in a instance that something is happening let's say you're in pain or something or you feel uncomfortable say red Bet. at that point everything shuts down everything stops and people need to make sure that everything is good for both parties absolutely where are you mentally where are you physically are mm-hmm. you all right you know things of things of that nature yeah for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So let's get into it. So that was the definition of BDSM. Now let's get into our results.
1: What so, you got?
0: Ladies first. I'll let you go first. Ladies
1: first. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, I'm a gentleman, you know. Okay. And I got a lot more topics. <laughs> so, yeah, All mine right. is going to take a little bit.
1: So apparently, <laughs> I am a switch. And a rope bunny. I also am am an exhibitionist and a voyeur. But I will go over switch and rope bunny because we have similar categories.
0: Um, one thing I do want to say is when you go through the test, it actually gives you a percentage. So um, you through, want me to say my percentage? Yes, on them definitely as say well? the percentage. So they they understand that part.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So I will go over switch first. I am. a switch. (laughs) Um, This says, Switches like to, well, switch. Always taking a dominant or top position is not for them. Neither is always taking a submissive or bottom position. Some prefer to switch with the same partner or partners. Others have a dominant play partner and a submissive play partner. But either case, they do not fit in one end point of the spectrum. This is me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. Um, I yeah, this agree. is
1: definitely me, so when it comes to being a submissive, I love being told what to do, uh in the bedroom, I love just just being a submissive and having someone else kind of run the show, but at the same time, there's times where I like to be in control for sure
0: uh yes i know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so i w- i want to see how i would like to see maybe different guests you have on the show who who may be a switch who may be a dom who may be a, that would be interesting right. yeah
0: to, i already i already see. have a few people lined up yeah i have a few people lined up i've actually been in conversation with a few people that's uh said that they would be down to come on the show so yeah we're going we're working on that we're working on that
1: yeah um i really like this test So that. Switch is 100% for me. Um, Rope bunny. So I am, my score was a 90% for rope bunny. Uh, So it says rope bunnies like to be tied up and restrained. Okay, that makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. Mm -hmm.
0: That makes a whole lot of sense.
1: (laughs) Um, Using rope and or other attributes such as chains, cuffs, spreader bars, etc., Rather for sexual enhancement, for art, or just for fun, they enjoy being totally at the mercy of their partner. This definitely is me as well. <laughs> Most definitely oh you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Blindfolded or tied up or when you're holding my arms down on the bed. Oh my goodness. That's that like the- Definitely you. I'm surprised the it's not 100%. Shit, right. That's the sexiest shit ever.
0: Yeah. I- when I when I found out that that was something that she was into, I was so excited because it's something that I've wanted to do for so long. Yeah. But me back then, even though I was so sexual in my life, I didn't do it with many girls. Like the most I would do is just like hold arms down and stuff like yeah. that because I thought it was weird. Yeah. That I was into like tying girls up and stuff like that. So, I like
1: that. Like you know,
0: once you. Said it was okay, and I saw how you reacted to it. I was just like, "Oh, this is life."
1: Because it's just <laughs> like you're taking, like I, my, my strength and everything is taken away, and I'm giving it completely to you. Yeah, and it's just like nothing but like ecstasy once you get that big
0: mm-hmm. O. Yeah, it, it it definitely changes. I I could tell the difference yeah. when we do different things. Yeah, when you're tied up right i can absolutely. definitely tell the difference in the orgasms your reactions to things that i do the way i touch you and stuff like that so yeah. it definitely makes sense
1: that shit is lit. it
0: definitely makes sense <laughs> so i'm gonna go over exhibitionists and voyeurism um because that was actually tops for both of us and they're both a hundred percent and and as a special treat we're actually gonna post our results in the description i i, I believe there's a way that i could post the picture or something yeah, i don't know i'll well, figure it out if i can't yeah. post a picture we'll definitely have the test link um in the description but when it comes down to it we have exhibitionists and warrior. we're both 100 percent on this and we actually touched on this topic um in episode four with miss ashley allure so okay. just to give a bit of information about exhibitionism Exhibitionists enjoy showing their naked body or sexual activity to other people. Definitions vary with respect to whether those being shown this should be looking for such encounter or not. So, exhibitionists typically match well with voyeurs. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense that we are both exhibitionists and voyeurs. Yeah. So, exhibitionist means that you like to do things in public. That's Mm -hmm. the easiest way to explain it. So, you know, we've definitely done stuff in public in episode four i, I talked with miss ashley Little and we we're talking about our encounter in the hotel oh, uh, yeah. stairwell uh, the top floor <laughs> the top floor of the hotel stairwell so that yeah most dope. definitely yeah doing things like that it intensifies the 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 sexual experience because that fear of getting caught yeah Is exciting it is it's very exciting so just doing things out in public i always re- recommend people like doing things like you know Go into a different space in your house first. If you're just uncomfortable um, with going doing stuff outside, start start simple. Start by going somewhere different in your house than you usually have sex. There's Don't a lot have of people, sex in the bedroom. In yeah. The bed. There's a lot of people that just have sex in their bedroom. And yeah. The it's because it's more comfortable for them or something like that. Like, we have a guest room. We've had sex in there. We have living room. We yeah, have I dining see, room, kitchen, basement. So
1: we've had sex in every
0: room. In Basically every room. So... <laughs> Even if that's too much, try something different by going out the house. If you have a garage, go into the garage. Yeah, we've That had might sex there we've too. definitely <laughs> had sex a couple times in the garage. But the,
1: had, backyard, so the backyard. So well. our backyard is is pretty large. And I've flex. given. I've <laughs> given you head back there. Have we had actual sex back did there? We
0: sh- oh yes, we sure did. Yeah. Yep, Yeah. We sure so did. We was high I mean, it, yeah, Ooh. we were high. That was fun.
1: High as a, high as a kite. Um. Mm but yeah if you are not comfortable with having sex
0: like at a park well i wouldn't suggest at a park yeah you don't want um, to do it at a park especially one that has kids because if somebody were to report you and you were to get caught you could be registered as a sex, sex offender. offender yeah so don't please do not take those risks just for temporary satisfaction because that's a long-term consequence people.
1: yeah but if if outside of your home in public um, you're not comfortable with yet, then like Dee said, explore different rooms in your home. If you're have if you're in a house and you have a backyard, definitely do it in your backyard. You're on your property, um, your garage. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in an apartment, try to go to somebody else's house. If,
0: you, if you're in an <laughs> apartment or apartment building try the laundry room. The oh. Try the laundry oh, room. Oh, that I've actually done that before. I know I I haven't done that, but I know of friends in college that had sex in the laundry room late at night when nobody's going down I've,
1: there. I I've definitely done that before. Yeah, most definitely that's that's that that. that's
0: that's a good thing because you know that there are probably hundreds of people in your dorm room. Oh, yeah. So at any moment, somebody, somebody can, come can come in, come like, in. oh, I'm, I'm here with my gain and <laughs> yeah. my fabric's so I'm trying <laughs> and to buy I'm some seeing, clothes.
1: And I'm seeing people and, fight.
0: And I see just ass chicks <laughs> on the washer where I'm supposed to clean my clothes. But yeah, definitely uh, try, try exploring that for sure. Next up, we have voyeurism. So, voyeurs enjoy watching the nakedness or sexual activity of other people. Definitions vary with respect to whether those being watched should be aware of this or not. Voyeurs typically match well with exhibitions, as we said um, with the prior. So, as voyeurs, we like to watch people have sex. Yes. So, that if shit you, is lit, too. It's <laughs> fun. So, if you, if you watch porn, you more than likely can be a voyeur in real life. Because yeah. porn, you're watching other people, other people have, have sex. sex. Yeah. The difference with watching people in the moment have sex is sometimes the awkwardness of... Them just having sex, and they might look at you and it's just like, oh, yeah, that well, was a little awkward. Are you thinking about? Because I know, I know there was there was times we watched people have sex, and it's like, yeah, the way you're looking at me is a little weird. Yeah, Let's so that,
1: yeah, that. So we've been to a ton of sex clubs. I wouldn't
0: say a ton; a handful.
1: Every city we go to, we no, and state we, we go to, no, we, we haven't been. No. No, definitely, okay, not. well, we've been to we've a, been few. To a few. <laughs> we've been to a we've few we've been to a few sex clubs um and and the sex clubs it's I mean, people are having sex, so of course you're gonna watch, mm-hmm. um, but it's a difference between watching and being weird about it mm-hmm. and like watching to enjoy mm-hmm. the experience exactly. with others, and you know, um, so definitely just don't be a creep,
0: yeah, like
1: you know if you're being a creep,
0: yeah, don't don't be don't be that guy. That comes in and watching people have sex and just makes weird noises. Yeah. Or talks or just, to them while they're having sex. Or jacking. Or just, off. or just jacking. Like that is that is very weird. Don't do that. Yeah. That shit is annoying as fuck. That's that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> that's a story for another day. Lord. Okay, so that that those are the two tops that uh the missus and I share. Now, to get to my specific one. So those were 100% for both of us. My next 100% is rigor So riggers actually match well with rope bunnies, which is what Miss the misses is. So riggers like to tie up and restrain their partners using rope and other attributes, so chains, cuffs, spreader bars, etc. Whether for sexual enhancement or art or just for fun they enjoy having their partners completely at their mercy. This is 100% me.
1: That's, it's 100%. crazy. It's crazy that I'm a rope bunny and you're a rigger because they, that's so, a perfect But, but the match. crazy
0: thing is, the most I've done before we got together was handcuffs, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. You know, so having restraints and stuff like rope, I never, I'm like, right now I'm teaching myself, you know, through, you know, self, I'm self-teaching myself Shibari rope tying, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different people who I've been following like sir dashington please take a look at his ig page erotic ropes by dash five and if it's not five it might be a different number because he gets (laughs) kicked off of ig frequently because people be reporting his page but he does very artsy he does very artsy rope time he makes his own ropes and he makes them um glow like colors that glow in the dark yeah so he does it under black lights and things of that nature to make it more of a a visual experience as well as yeah um, it's art as as a sexual experience he and he does a lot more when it comes to that so i actually talked to him a few times and he told me all the services he provides and it's pretty dope what he does also i want to shout out um lotus rope wolf he's another guy that that does a lot with shibari rope time he he does classes sir dashington does classes and there's a lot of different people that I've been following. They actually have a rope tying class coming up here in June that I want to that I want to oh, get into. Nice. And the group that does it, they do a lot of different things. There's a rope tying class and a flogger building class. There's so many yeah. different things. But we, we we'll, we'll you, get into you that know later. How on. To build the flogger, yeah, I'll be but... I I I'm I'm that type of person. When I see something that I like, I jump into it head first. Yeah, and I delve myself into it to the to the point that I understand it. Once we finally got together. Mm -hmm. and we started to open up sexually.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Like, before, I was scared to do it because I thought it was weird that I was into it. You know, the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, when that movie came out, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is me. This is me. Like, (laughs) this is literally me, but I've been scared for my whole life to actually go into and explore it. So, once we got together... We started exploring things more and more and more. And over time, it's just like, oh, my God, this is what I've been wanting my whole life.
1: I could definitely understand that. And same here, for sure.
0: So, um, definitely take a look into that. But that's what a rigor is. They they like to deal in restraints. So, ropes, chains, and all that stuff, that's all added into it. Yeah. So... I have this next one as 99%. Now, I don't know how I got it as that 99%. That 1%? What
1: happened? I
0: don't know. I'm going to claim it as 100% because it's definitely been 100% before. Because I've taken the test before and I don't. Under, I must have clicked something wrong or I don't know. But I'm definitely 100% a dominant. Oh, so, yeah. Dominant.
1: That's probably your top one. That, yeah, that's usually else. the top
0: one. <laughs> so, dominants like to be in charge. Some like to have their partner obey them without questioning. Others... Like some resistance while taking it their way. Some are dominant only in the bedroom. Others are dominant throughout their daily life as well. Unlike the top roles. Now, people should know what tops are. People that are the more aggressive in a relationship. they are People that are tops are usually only tops. Right. And they don't switch back and forth between top and bottom. Unlike the top roles, giving pain, bondage, and degradation, being dominant is more about who decides what happens. And takes the responsibility that comes with it. Then about you know the contents of what happens. Yeah. So people that are dominant typ- typically match well with submissives. Now on yours, you're a switch. So right. that means you're a dominant and submissive at the same time. Correct. So we actually pair well because of that.
1: Of my. I- submissive side yeah
0: and I, I allow you to take control in the bedroom from time to time i guess you
1: like when i take
0: control don't do that don't say it like that <laughs> <laughs> but um so that that's what a dominant is so one of the main things um when it comes to dominance is the differentiation between doing it in your sexual life and doing it in your, your entire life. life every day yep. you know so there's people that are dominant in the bedroom but they're dominant in the bedroom because in their personal life, they, they're they not able to be dominant or be in charge or things gotcha. like that. They've had some type of control taken away from them. I see a lot of people like that. They've had control taken away from them or they never felt like they were able to be aggressive, but in that space, they're able to do that fully so they could bounce so it's back an outlet. and forth. Yeah, it's an outlet for them to express themselves in that type of way. Yeah, um, For me... That's just how I am i'm I'm dominant. you're naturally. dominant <laughs> in
1: your everyday life. you're it, dominant in the bedroom it's, thats that's just, just you. me. Yeah. it's
0: just me and i I've grown to accept that <laughs> but I'm not dominant where it's you're overbearing. not an asshole yeah I'm not I'm not an ass. I'm not overbearing. I don't use it to my benefit without it being beneficial to you yeah. um, me being a dominant is just you're very it's just my caring, nature. very
1: loving type of dominant. yes, yes, most definitely. you that's always how I make it. sure that you know, I'm good or, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Most definitely. And that, and that's when it comes, that's that's another thing I want to talk about, but I'll bring that up in a little bit about um, aftercare. Yeah. You know, so that's, actually, let's just jump into that. Aftercare, um, for those that don't know, um, when you engage in a lot of these activities, you need to have some type of aftercare because the experience itself can be very overwhelming. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there may be times when you're engaging in some type of sexual act, whether you're being tied up, you're being spanked, you're being flogged, you're being blindfolded. You know, all of these things can be very intense individually. Yeah. Doing a combination of them can be exhausting, but pleasurable, but still exhausting. So, you know, once once you're done with your your sexual activity for that evening, that day, that afternoon, whatever it may be. Um, take some time for aftercare. Now, aftercare is really defined by you as an individual. Yeah. So, aftercare for me is not going to be the same as aftercare for you. Yeah. Like aftercare for me, like all I need is some water, maybe a sandwich yep. or some. So I was chair. about to say some food. <laughs> I remember when that shit came out with I can't, can't remember if it was Farnsworth Bentley or something. Whenever Diddy had that show, and they was talking about how Diddy like a turkey sandwich after he had sex. So oh had to, my god! So they sisters had to bring him. Back. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit. But for me, like sometimes I like to eat something. Yeah. But I always want water because I I'm a sweater. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a sweater. Yes, I always like shut up. I always like <laughs> to have the air cool. So if I know I'm about to get it in, I always turn the air up because I be i'll be going in because yeah so i i i sweat but when it when it comes down to it for me my aftercare is just just hydrate me and maybe feed me, feed me yeah. and i'm good yeah. you know but for you you're a little bit different you you do want water you always yeah. want water after afterwards but for you it's more so cuddling afterwards yep. i like to cuddle drugs, touch the me. affection and yep, things of absolutely. that nature each person really has their own level of aftercare so after you have sex you know you should treat your partner the way they want to be treated right absolutely so if your partner is the type that likes to be lovey-dovey that likes to be um uh held and rubbed down and loved on then you have to give your partner that if your partner doesn't want to do that Give, don't them, do that. give
1: your partner what they
0: prefer exactly. so that
1: they feel safe
0: exactly it's, a, it's about giving giving them that's the true climax that that saw moment after, after you get yes. your your orgasms and all that stuff so you know always always look into aftercare aftercare is definitely a necessity Absolutely. um before you start engaging or once you're in a long-term relationship ask your partner like w- what is it like after we have sex what is it that will make you feel most at ease, most comfortable. What what does your aftercare look like? You'll be surprised what they may say. You know, some people just want to be left alone. Some people want to turn over, go to sleep. It really depends on the person. Just know your partner in that case.
1: I mean, you're saying um, after you're in a long-term relationship and then you just said know your partner. I think you kind of pick up on those things as you continue to have grow in your relationship. You mm-hmm. continue to have sex with your partner, of course, of especially course. in this type of space. If when you're dealing with BDSM, I do prefer if you're just now getting into BDSM, asking those questions like, yes. okay, how do you like to be handled after? Exactly. Um, exactly, Even though you may know what your partner like, like D knows that I'm a cuddler and I just, I even cuddle with our son. Like I just, I'm a cuddler. Um, but it's still good to ask because mm-hmm. me cuddling with our son or me just cuddling with you is different from if we're in a our space do, mm-hmm. doing our BDSM practices. Right. Um so yeah, like he said, ask your partner how they want to, you know, be handled after
0: Yep, most and definitely. that way
1: you can do exactly what they want, and then you
0: know keep, everybody's happy. Keep it moving. Go to sleep right after. <laughs> you got if you do it in the morning, no, no, what needs to be done. Yep, but yeah, when it, when it comes to BDSM or just sex in general, like you just have to make sure that you have rules and things set ahead of time. and yes. you know these things, so that way when you engage in the activity, you know how to how to move. From beginning when it's when you're just doing foreplay mm-hmm. to during where you're having sex, sex positions, mm-hmm. different yeah. things like that, all the way to the end when you're dealing with aftercare. You need to know these things so that way you can provide yourself with the best sexual experience possible.
1: Absolutely. I agree.
0: So the next one that I have, and I, I know y'all like another one. So Dominant was 99%. Um, I'm gonna give this last one because it's 92%, anything over 90% I count as like a major contributor, but it's yeah. master mistress. And I'm surprised that this, this is came interesting. up interesting, but not really surprised when you hear the definition. So master or mistress master or mistresses receive complete control over the life of their slaves and all responsibilities that come with it. They go a step further than dominance in the sense that their power exchange is present 24-7. And in all aspects of their life, except for negotiated exceptions, such as during their office jobs. Their primary focus is to create a stable and safe environment for their slaves to allow optimal servitude. So master and mistresses typically match well with slaves. Now, I am definitely not no slave. Most definitely We've been not. out of it. The- <laughs> most <laughs> definitely not. But I think the reason why this one rated so high for me is... Uh-huh. Is more so the power exchange twenty being twenty four hours in all aspects of their life, like you said before, and I didn't realize it until you said it that I'm like dominant in everything that I do. Yeah. So even when I have conversations, you'll hear me talk, mm-hmm. and You're my very voice stern. will. Yeah, my voice is very as when I talk, I'm very as a matter of fact. Absolutely. And I will get my point across, and if you don't get my point, I will explain it until you understand. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with people doing the same thing with me. Because if I don't understand something, I want you to keep explaining it. Yeah. But even just, even outside of just conversations, I like to be in control in, in the sense of, I want to know what's going on. So if you're doing something, mm-hmm. I just, I don't need to know what it is that you're doing every second of the day. I need to know that you're safe. I need right. to know where you are and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's controlling, but not demeaning. You know, I'm not... Like, oh, I wouldn't insta- say you're
1: controlling by any means.
0: Well, I like to be in control. Okay. I think that's really what it is. Okay. Just being in control in the know of everything. Yeah, definitely. Because when I don't know something, I am I go friggin' crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I hate yeah, I not agree. knowing what's going on. So, like, so even if you're out doing what you're doing and you forget to give me a call or, you know, you're doing something, you're going out with friends or whatever it may be. If I don't know what's going on, then I start to worry. Because I'm not able to control that situation. And it's not so much controlling, like, I'm telling you what to do. But, but it's if like, something
1: happens... If something yeah.
0: happens, I know what to do. Because I'm, I'm the type of person that plans ahead. I th- think of literally every scenario that can happen, good or bad. So when something does happen, I'm right there, ready to go. And I already thought about a possible solution. I don't know why I am the way that I yes. am. But that's <laughs> just how I am. But that that's it for our top our top list tops on our list um i did want to touch on a lot of the other ones so i'm not going to go into the exhaustive explanation of each one and i'm not going to belabor the the this episode with every single thing and how it's explained but i just wanted to touch base on a few of them so we so i'm reading off of the main list so we also have primal hunter i was actually 69 percent of that primal hunter is just somebody that likes to chase Okay. Um, they pair off well with primal prey so it's not so much just oh i chase you and you like to be chased it's, uh-huh. it's also added in with the primal aspect of sex so like growling and howling and grunting and all that type of stuff that's that's in in it as well um then we have the owner the owner pairs off with pairs pairs well with pets okay. so it's like actual pets Uh, So like animals. So there are people that are into play like role play, but like it's like role playing. So it's one thing is one thing when you mess with animals for real. Uh It's a different thing when you role play. So I know there's a lot of people that get into like cosplay and stuff like that. So Uh they would like like, let's say the man is the owner and the woman is the pet. She will probably dress up like a cat. or dress up like a dog or something like that yeah that ain't me i'm one percent that (laughs) they would they would get into something like that and then they would play the role okay you also have experimentalists the easiest way i can explain this is a trisexual i'll try that
1: and that i'm (laughs) i'm surprised that well i'm 84 percent that but i thought that would be um higher for me Mm -hmm. because i always tell you it doesn't matter if it's sexually or if it's a food i'm like i don't know if i don't try it so let me just try it once at least i tried it
0: so i'm i'm 58 for experimentalist so it's it's if it don't look good to you then you ain't trying it (laughs) but if it does then you'll try it that look a little much i don't know if i would try (laughs) that that's uh -uh. so that's experimentalist then we have age players so this is where it gets this is where Mm, i don't know how to address it because it depends on how you do it. And I actually want to explain this based on the last episode, the, the boozy episode. Okay. So age players, I want to give the definition for this. They're, they like to play with age as part of their king. They typically take on a much younger or older age than what they actually are or prefer playing with a partner that does so. So attributes and behavior changes such as pacifiers, coloring books, speaking in more childlike language, and et cetera, are commonly paired with this to enrich the context and make it more appropriate for the played age this is where it's weird for me yeah that and I really is don't deal with it because too. it's like I feel like this is like the gateway drug to pedophilia yeah basically yeah. now if it's something like you know you're playing like oh I'm the I'm the hot college student yeah and you're exactly. the sexy cougar or the sexy milk right. that's understandable but if you're the hot college and- guy and you got you're playing you have her playing like the the teenage cheerleader that's when it gets a little iffy because it's just like i understand cheerleader outfits on a grown woman but when you want her to act like she's an immature it's like what do you really like exactly like are you so i think there's a there's a there's a fine line between age play on a positive way and age play when it comes to pedophilia yeah that's that's a little bit much
1: apparently more. it's a a huge it's thing a, because oh i know gosh, there's a lot so of huge. porn that
0: does so, so when you really think about it porn perpetuates a lot of taboo yeah
1: absolutely. so
0: though a lot of the porn stars may not be um of these age range a lot of times they will make it seem like they are just to appeal to the 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 consumer. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of stuff that says, you know, old guy has sex with teenage cheerleader or something yeah, like hot that. Teen. And then when you look at the video, you're like, oh, this is so and so. She's been doing porn for like ten years. She's like thirty right. something years old. But that's what they do because yeah. it sells. Sex sells. So you're gonna play to what people are into. Mm-hmm. But the fact that age play is such a big thing in some countries, the the age of majority is 16. So you can be 16 uh, really? in porn. Yeah. I, I can't remember in which In porn you can be porn. 16? Yes. Because
1: the age nuts. of majority is
0: different. Here, yeah. age of majority is 18. Right. You know, so, um, and a lot of things that we do here in the US, 18 you can start, 21 you're definitely able to do that. Right. You know, so 18 you can smoke cigarettes, 21 you can actually drink, you know, uh, so right. things like that, you got to be careful, I'm careful with, when it comes to age play, Lord knows, I like older women. Yeah. You know, I don't mind that, but you're not going to see me acting like a teenage kid trying, and I'm trying to, that's a little, that's a little too, too, too much for me. Next up, we have Daddy Mommy. And this, this, this is a little bit, this a little bit goes with it because this is another taboo type thing. Some people like to play Daddy, some people like to play the mommy where they have a child or a kid Mm -hmm. that is, you know, along along that scenario, I don't really mess with that. Nah. If that's something that you're into, I'm not really gonna say much to you. If as long as you're doing it, as long as you're having sex safely, do that. But I personally don't really deal in the daddy mommy play because yeah. it's, it's too close. It's it's way too close. It's, I just can't. Yeah, they have non monogamous. So some people may have, some people may have not. I actually want to touch base on this because this is becoming a very common topic across a lot of different platforms. And a lot of people ask about what this is, non-monogamy, um, basically poly lifestyles.
1: But I know, I know, before you get into the poly, I know some people who are monogamous emotionally, mm-hmm. but non-monogamous
0: sexually. sexually. And And it's very possible. There's a lot of different ways that you compare that so they're in your relationship with everything their partner is, yes that's
1: their partner and they're emotionally attached with their partner right. but they may have sex with them and their partner may have sex with other, other people.
0: people exactly and you know it's really you know it's different strokes for different folks yeah, you know so absolutely. what you and i may be into may not be something that other right definitely yeah um but non-monogamy is definitely a topic that's been play around a lot and i think because we're in the space that we're in and we know what we know Mm -hmm. we see it a lot more you know it's kind of like you see that car that you always want and then when you get it you see everybody got that car right it's one of them type of situations (laughs) now that we're actually into um exploring ourselves sexually and doing all these different things now i'm starting to see this shit Everywhere. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I'll actually give the definition for this because this is something that's out there. Non non monogamous do not see sexuality as necessarily one on one thing, whether this means they will have several relationships or just seeing other people outside of their relationship or have even more exquisite constructions. Depends entirely on a person and the situation. But they all have one thing in common their sexuality is more than just between them and one fixed partner. So, you know, I don't knock it. If that's something that people are into, y'all could go ahead. I definitely yeah. want to have an episode on this Absolutely, because yeah. there is so much when it comes to um, what poly is yeah, um, and non-monogamy, non-monogamy and even ethical non-monogamy. There's mm-hmm. so much that, that, that there is that can be spoken about on that subject. You
1: were telling Yeah, and I, I can't wait to actually, hopefully I'm on that episode with you. You mm-hmm. know, I have a guess. But I know you were actually telling me some of the different ways to be that a poly to be in a poly lifestyle so
0: you so you actually delve into poly so poly is polyamory right Mm -hmm. then you have polygamy then you have polygeny Mm -hmm. then you have to also consider the lifestyle you have to consider swinging and all those things all of those are under that same same umbrella so it's definitely something that um, I want to bring up on the podcast on another episode, okay. just not this one because it is it is a lot. Yeah, like it is so much, and we have a lot of friends that are in poly type relationships. Yeah, or have had them before. Actually, oh, actually, I I know a perfect person that could speak on it. I'm gonna reach out to Hasan, but yeah, this is it's definitely an interesting topic, and I I want to definitely you know shed some light on that. Um, so going alongside the submissive, um, we also have, um, the brat and the brat tamer. So you have the dominant, you have the sub. Sometimes you have subs that like to be deviant. They like Mm -hmm. to say no, they like to do this. They like to do that. Mm -hmm. So if the dominant is telling them something to do, they're being a brat. The dominant that corrects them and gets them to submit after that is called
1: the brat brat tamer.
0: tamer. Yeah, Yeah, very simple. You know, we already talked about uh, sadists sadis, and masochist, but just to give it more light, sadists enjoy inflicting pain, masochist enjoys receiving pain.
1: My, it's funny. My sadis is two percent, but my masochist is thirty-three percent.
0: So your sadis is two percent. Yeah. So you don't like receiving pain, but you like to inflict pain.
1: That's weird. I yeah. That's nah. weird. I don't know. I we're, don't agree with that.
0: <laughs> we're going to need to figure that one out. Yeah. That's that's a little weird. Then we have the tried and true vanilla. We talked about this in episode four with yeah. uh, Miss Ashley Lore. You know, just regular standard sex and relationship models. So just regular everyday norm. Mm-hmm. We have degradees and degraders, which I believe goes into the, falls under the category of dominant and sub- Okay. Um, with the degrader they call you names they degrade you they may pee on you sit so like that yeah. not really into that type of thing myself personally but there are a lot of people that are into it there's definitely a market for it there are a lot of people that are into like uh urine play scat play uh, and no. I don't, you know i'm not i'm not gonna knock you for what you like i'm just gonna give you a little bit of a side eye oh <laughs> uh, you, you you're never gonna hear me kink shame something unless it's something to do with animals or children mm-hmm. but there's some things i just have to raise an eyebrow to like really you do that yeah all right if you
1: what about the what is her name who is a financial dominant would you call her
0: i already talked to her. would you call talk. her
1: a degrader
0: she because yes. a lot of times she
1: meets them places so, and like, so she, money. she
0: yeah so she, you're talking about um the chocolate dom. Yeah. So Mistress Marley. She's dope as fuck. Cool as hell. Yeah. She's she's actually just starting her podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw that. Um, she also has like a
1: she has uh, the OnlyFans uh, as well. I she think. has
0: the OnlyFans. She has her own sex academy where she teaches women about how to be dominant, how to be uh, female financial doms. Well, just doms in general. Uh, okay. Um, if you want to learn about becoming a a financial dom uh, dominant, then you know you could go through that particular course. But she's really dope. But yes, what she does a lot of times is um uh, a degrader. She's a degrader in some some cases uh-huh. because there are some people. There's a lot of men that. Are in power in their Wall Street jobs in New York, yeah, and they want somebody to just take control of their life and just humiliate them and tell yeah. them that they're worthless and step on their balls and Ugh. all types of stuff. But there are people that like that, like that. But I kind
1: of, I kind of could see that because if you are this, this big wig at this big, company, you're always in control. It's kind of opposite, like
0: you, what we were saying earlier. Yeah. Like when you're not in controlling your personal life, you want to be in controlling your sexual life. I, yeah, these a lot of these men are like millionaires that got bred and yeah you know they're they're powerful but they they like to submit in their sexual lives because it's different than and and there's a a plethora of reasons why they would want to do that Mm -hmm. you know but it's really up to the person you know so it's it's pretty interesting when you get through all of this and that was the whole list I, i i i like this test because there's a lot that you can learn from it about about yourself even if you don't score high on it you can see what your what what you score the highest on.
1: Right. And then you
0: can start saying, well, if I score the highest on dominant, let me look into some videos about being a dominant. If I score the highest on like let's say a rigor,
1: uh-huh.
0: then of course let me look into Shibari rope tying and how to tie ropes, what ropes to use and things of that nature. If you don't want to use ropes because Shibari rope tying is no joke. Like it's yeah, very intricate. It's, it's yeah. very stylistic. And if you do it, you have to do it correctly because you don't want to hurt somebody. That's what I was going to say. But rigging also um, includes suspension, so okay. you can tie people up, tie the their hands behind their back, tie their legs together, whatever it may be. But you could also hang them, not like hang them, like hang them, on but, those, like uh, hang them on the
1: bars, the yeah, you could like you could do that as well.
0: Um, but I was talking more so like hanging them from like a ceiling ceiling pole, like so. The- there will be a rope hanging down from the ceiling and you will attach the rope that their body is tied up with uh-huh. to that rope. There are okay. some people that like to do that because it's like a freeing thing where you don't have to carry your own body weight. Gotcha. I watched a documentary a long time ago about people that did like suspension and stuff like that. Yeah. Suspension Sexually is or just suspension, what, period? Both. Okay. So there are people that do it. Do suspension for sex. There are people that do it just for the relaxation of it. Mm-hmm. And suspension, suspension is its own separate category because it's more than just suspension with like rope and stuff. Okay. These people like um sticking hooks in their skin oh, and hanging yeah, from that. I've them. seen that before. It's kind of it's uh. kind of crazy when you think about what it is. But they say that it doesn't hurt. Is very freeing for them, and they would like get pain tolerance up to is high. If they it really depends hooks. on the person. Man. It all yeah. depends on the person, but. You got to be able to open yourself up to the opportunity to learn more about yourself and learn about your sexuality, learn about them kinks. Once once you start learning that and you start to explore start at exploring them, yeah. Man, you start to you start to really have some intense sexual experiences. Yeah. Going to websites like FetLife and all these other websites, you can actually meet up with people that are doing these things so you can learn from them. I definitely suggest if you have questions, hit us up fifty Shades of play at gmail We will be glad to direct you to different groups and different people or different pages that you can follow. Or if you just wanna subject.
1: yeah, or if you just wanna talk to someone that is in the same space mm-hmm. uh sexually and exploring their kinks um uh, right in because uh as Dee said earlier, not well, I don't know if he said this, but outside of your your home or outside of your partner, you may not think that, you know, people are kinky out there. There's a lot of kinky-ass people out there. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, that's why he started this podcast, to kind of shed light on it. But, you know, if you're feeling nervous, if you're feeling unsure about those types of things, you know that we're here um, in this platform. So, so again, if if you have any questions or you just want to kind of vent, that's what the email's for.
0: Most definitely. And to, to segue from this, Mm-hmm. We actually got our first submission.
1: Oh, nice! To
0: the email. So this actually came from a friend. I'm not going to say her name, but she signed it a particular way. So those that know know, and those that don't don't. <laughs> so we'll just keep it at that. So this is going to be the first entry into the final segment of the show, the playroom. The playroom. I really, you know, like what song
1: name? just popped in my head I, when you said the playroom. Trace on sex room. I thought about sex room. Of course. Room. <laughs> of course.
0: Actually, I'm. I'm gonna see if I could get that queued up for every time we do it. <laughs> yeah, that would that, be, dope. be pretty dope. But I'm not. I don't own the rights to it, so I don't know how yeah. going to work. I don't want them saying, "Oh, yeah, you gotta pay, pay us every time nah. you get nah. money." Okay, nah, we're not we don't doing need that. No parts of that, bro. <laughs> we don't need no parts of that. But um, yeah. So this is gonna. This is the, our first entry into the playroom. The playroom is is an open space where we can talk about things personally.
1: Where you all can write in and then we can talk about it. Because we're already
0: talking about We talk about about a lot of different things, but this is a safe space for you to ask your question without feeling judged, without being ridiculed, without being embarrassed. Um, As long as you're respectful of us and respectful of other people and their sexual nature and their sexual preferences, we will definitely um, be glad to uh, put your question on on one of the episodes. And of course, we're going to make sure that the subject of the email coincides with the topic of the episode, but not all the time. That's not going to happen all the time. Yeah. But we're not going to hold out on answering questions if we have questions. If people have questions, we got answers. And if we don't have answers, we could direct you to the to where you can get those answers. Yep. So the first one, very first, shout out to her for writing us in. But her question was, what is the difference between a nut and an orgasm? Or is there a difference? And this is coming from the Trill Suburban Chick. Tril what, what's your opinion chick. on this?
1: The difference between a nut and, a nut an, and an, orgasm. an orgasm. Well. I already,
0: I already know what my answer is.
1: <laughs> well, for me or for a woman or what I think about it, a nut and an orgasm is one and the same, I believe. I agree. Because if you're nutting, you're having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. If you're having an orgasm. But if you're having an orgasm, you're not necessarily, for a female, you're not necessarily e- like ejaculating or the nut or the mm-hmm. secretions may not come, oh, squirt, that's the mm-hmm. word I couldn't find. You um, <laughs> may you're, not squirt. Yeah, you may not squirt in every Splash. orgasm, but right. a nut is definitely an orgasm. If that makes sense. so
0: that that make, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And yeah. I agree. Um, I believe that the technical term is orgasm. Right. right. But the slang term is nut, bust a nut, mm-hmm. get your rocks off. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different terms that we use, a lot of phrases that we use to identify what an orgasm is. Mm-hmm. So they are one and the same, in my opinion. Yeah. I would definitely say that. What I would say is different is that there are different ways that you can have an orgasm and the sensation itself is different absolutely so for women and i'm going to say for both women and men okay right so for women you will have a vaginal orgasm
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and which i'm just talking very basic you can have a vaginal penetration orgasm yep you can have a clit stimulation orgasm yep you can also have an An anal, anal orgasm yeah for men you can have you know, just a dick orgasm. <laughs> a, a, a dick, dick orgasm. <laughs> um, but there are some men that are open to no. stimulating the male prostate gland. Yeah. That's only attainable through the male's rectum. Right. Some men are gonna say that they that's gay, whatever it may be. If you're doing it with a woman, no, it is not gay. It mm-hmm. is not and gay. And if at you all. like
1: it, you like it. If
0: you like it, do what the fuck you want. Yeah, like, that is soul. your
1: sexual
0: preference keep that shit quiet if you want to enjoy that shit in private but it is not gay to have some type of anal play as a as a man Mm
1: -hmm. if If you're you're doing it to yourself
0: it's not gay if you're if your girlfriend is doing it to you it's not gay and if you if you are
1: gay and you're doing it then have all the fucking fun you want (laughs)
0: like the only thing that's gonna make it gay is if you involve another man
1: and that's okay that
0: is what will make it gay so please get that out of your mind that it's gay it's just it's just very homophobic and very close-minded yep. and it's just drowning in toxic masculinity. And it's
1: stupid because saying something is gay and you never tried it or you don't know or you're just saying it because that's the way that gay men have sex. It's it's stupid and it's yeah. judgmental.
0: So that's how men and women can have their orgasms. Now, that's just from the the genitalia, right? Mm-hmm. But in my past, I've experienced women having orgasms without having mm-hmm. vaginal, uh, clit, or anal stimulation. Yeah. So, there there have been times when, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend. Her spot was on her neck.
1: Mm-hmm. I could just
0: mess with her neck for a while and she would come. It wouldn't be as intense, intense. as yeah. a regular orgasm, but she said that she can see the similarity in it. Yeah. You know, I... I, I try
1: something on you
0: man <laughs> you ain't shit for that you yes. didn't have an
1: orgasm but no, it, no, you didn't. it
0: was but it was intense as yeah fun. i don't know what the fuck it was but <laughs> that shit was crazy
1: not even touching your penis nope. or anything didn't
0: touch my dick didn't touch my ass thank god <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just androgynous zones you got to yeah. know how to i think one of the best things that can be done in your life in your sexual life Uh huh is learning a little bit about anatomy
1: yeah that's what helped me a lot yeah
0: so learning about the human body and then learning about these androgynous zones Mm -hmm. um and then taking time to explore them so that's how you did whatever the fuck it was that you did to me and i was just like what the fuck was that that shit (laughs) felt good as fuck I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I'd never had a girl do that before. Yeah, but it was very simple. All you was doing was just kissing me, mm-hmm. and it's just like what? I mean, I the was, was,
1: I was licking there. Yeah,
0: you was looking there too. But we'll we'll explain that on another episode, episode. because that's that's something that's something I want to talk about about yeah. finding these different spots yeah. and how to you know interact with them in order to receive the pleasure that you're looking for. But yeah, yeah. we definitely will talk about that. But Yes, there are diff- definitely different ways that you can uh, use touch to even make that happen. Mm-hmm. I, I I know, and we're we're talking about a lot of sexual experiences, but there was a there was one time, and I was hype as fuck. Mm-hmm. There was one time I was giving a girl a massage, mm-hmm. and I was massaging her leg, and she came.
1: Just her leg. Just her leg. Like, did you get up to her like?
0: No, this was the back. the back of her leg? Wow. The back of her leg. Yeah. So I was just massaging it. And it's kind of like a deep tissue massage. And Uh I didn't realize that I did it. She didn't tell me until way after because she didn't want. I mean, we never had sex at that point. Yeah. So she didn't want it to be like, oh, well. I can
1: see that though because I get very wet when I'm getting a massage. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot lot of women do. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because it's like, y'all would get wet, but there's no happy ending so you just leave from the yeah roller, so you like, just leave from the party. all right i'm dang. ready
1: right <laughs> come get me
0: you know but yeah most definitely so yes true shit there is no difference between a nut and an orgasm a nut is just a slang term for orgasm there are many different terms that can be used for it but an orgasm is an orgasm nonetheless it's more so knowing the difference between them because hitting the button with just clit stimulation and getting that O, getting a vaginal stimulation, getting that O, or doing anal and getting that O. Mm-hmm. It's one thing doing them individually, but when you start doing them in combination, then you start to see a lot more when it comes to yeah. that orgasm. That orgasm is then intensified completely, yeah. um, and that's not even talking about squirting. Squirting is a completely right. different thing that, that gets added in. But I think the term nut, like busting a nut and stuff like that, came about from more people squirting more women squirting and coinciding it with the male ejaculating is more so the ejaculation side of it i believe yeah. but this is it for this this episode thank you so much for for listening remember to click in the link in the description for the bdsm test It's gonna be at BDS, bdsmtest.org Feel free to take the test. And if you want to share your results with us, share your results. I would like I would love to see, love to see um, what some too. of our, our listeners' BDSM traits are and what they're into and things yeah. of that nature. Um, make sure to follow us on social media at 50 Shades of Play. Shades with a Z at the end. 50 Shades of Play on IG. Um, the number 50 Shades of Play on Twitter. Um, and feel free to continue to send emails to us. We're trying to um. Get through all these emails and make sure we get them organized for all these episodes. There may be some episodes where we may read more than one if yeah. we have enough time. But, yeah, definitely reach out, 50shadesofplay at gmail.com. With that, have a good week.
1: Bye.